Hey, what's up, guys? I'm back. Bible study time. Yay. <laughs> this is Joy, your podcast host. And I'm coming back with life love lessons. And also, additionally, tagging on my joy and pain life and lessons. Now, that was something that I have on my YouTube. And I used to do that on my podcast when I first started doing the podcast. I had different types of names because I was like, what is the right name for my podcast? So I decided to do the joy and pain life and lessons and keep it as the original too connected <laughs> yes the life love lessons podcast so we have two different names but i like that part joy and pain life and lessons because if you think about it even when you're going through if you have god in your life even in your pain god can give you joy and in your life, you definitely going to get some lessons. Amen. This is important for us because at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, okay, we want to make sure that we give reverence to God. We want to make sure that God knows us. Amen. We want to make sure that we're in him and he's in us. You see, it's so many different deities and different types of things that you can worship. Well, you better make sure that you were in the right worship can i get an amen at the end of the day you will find out who is the true supreme lord who is above all other names and in that name i want to rely on jesus okay jesus christ of nazareth if i said in hebrew is yeshua yeshua hamashek i want to rely on jesus christ of Nazareth because he loved me first. He laid his life down for me. You know, a sinner of all sinners, a person that definitely is a hot mess, okay? But God, but God, still dealing, still helping me, still a good God, okay? So my biggest thing is, regardless of popularity, I would rather please God than please man. They'll have, let me tell you, people will have you up today and tomorrow they'll be throwing you in the fire. They'll be crucifying you because this is exactly how people are. So I want to please God. And if I only have one listener, to God be the glory. If I don't have no listeners, I do believe that God hears me. Amen. And the Lord said in his word, God, this is what God is saying. He said the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Come on now. It's plenty of souls that need to hear a word. It's plenty of people that want to get up out of what they've been in. But God. So we have to pray for more laborers. Lord, please help us, oh God, turn back to your truth. Help us, Lord God, to come back to you, Father. Lord God, you said that if you and us, see, this is what God is doing. He's already ready. His hands is ready, amen, to hold you, to, to come on, to come into you. But it's us, oh Lord God. We need you, Lord. Lord God, we, I submit. I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to submit, amen, because it's so real. Like, 
the Lord definitely wants to be with us, in us, guide us, lead us, love us. We are, it's really not really too much about us. It's really all about him. And I, and I say that now because I'm getting to the point where I'm learning. It's really not all about joy. <laughs> it's really not all about y'all. It's really about God. He made us for his purpose, his purpose, not for our purpose. We are the created. Yeah, people always say, oh, Adam and Eve. Oh, yeah, you know, we, you know, God made us like him. Yeah, he made Adam and Eve like him. And then to keep it like 100%, he made Adam from the dust, from the dirt, okay? He took Eve out of Adam's rib. You feel me? So once, if we keep it real, you know, Noah and his sons, okay, they are descendants of Adam, which we are descendants of Noah, okay? So what I mean by that is, it's like, yeah, so after God finished with Adam and he pulled Eve out of his rib, then after that, the way we came into this world is through our mother's, uh, you know, through conception, through our mother's tunnel. Come on now. Her, her birth canal. So th I'm getting somewhere. Check this out. So basically, we were shaped in iniquity from, if you want to keep it 100% from Adam, okay? However, we, yeah, we came from my mom and our father. God put that in work so that way, you know, now we're coming out of the conception of what our mom and father did, which they did to do in order for us to come come here. Okay, so me telling y'all the truth, don't get caught up in all this. Oh, yeah, you know, we are little gods and we this, we that. Uh, Adam and Eve? Us? No, we, you know, yeah. God has to be supreme in our life. A lot of times people get it so confused and they get on this, oh, yeah, I'm a God and I can do this and I can do that and they get lost. You know, that's just so much to me is getting lost in the sauce. Now you think about it. Oh, I don't listen to no white man, Jesus. And then the white people, I'm not going to listen to no black Jesus. And other people like, yeah, black people was enslaved and they believed in. I don't care what nobody say. One thing for sure and two things for certain, God is real. Even, even animals know God is real. You know, our brain, because we have so much free will, we don't want to give God the glory. Come on now. So the biggest thing is, is that I just pray that we all come into recognition of the true only God, the Lord of Israel, the Lord of hosts, the great I am that I am, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. I pray that we will come unto the knowledge of knowing who God is and what he expects of us. Because he's already here. I just want to pull near to him. I pray that in the name of Jesus, that God will pull you near to him. As you come to him and he comes to you, that you and him will come together. Amen. Together as one. In spirit and in truth. Because with God, all things are possible. 
You know what I mean? And when I say come together, I'm not talking about no physical thing that, you know, that some people's minds may be on. I'm talking about living holy. I'm talking about doing God's will. I'm talking about submitting to God. I'm talking about repenting, turning from your wicked ways, saying, Lord God, here I am. Lord, help me, guide me, wash me, cleanse me, Lord. Lord, in me is no good thing except the flesh. The flesh is a mess, Father. Help me, God, to do your will before you take my breath away lord i want to live holy how can i please you lord i know it's more to life than just money all this other material things is keeping me distracted from my calling has god called you many are called but few are chosen are you chosen because when this life is over you have eternity to think about what you're doing and believe me it's only two ways it's only good and evil it's only heaven or hell okay so either you're going to submit to god now or later yeah you still gonna submit to what he the penalty that he gives you every knee shall bow shell means a promise every tongue shall confess that jesus christ is lord glory to the father Amen. Nimrod got to bow down to Jesus Christ in Nazareth. Hallelujah. Semiramis got to bow down to Jesus Christ in Nazareth. Praise the Lord. The devil, Satan, that old separate, the father of all liars, have to bow down to Jesus Christ in Nazareth. Hallelujah. At that name, every knee shall bow. Every tongue will confess. She'll confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Buddha got to bow down. Come on now, Muhammad, Allah, everything is bowing down to God in the name of Jesus. They're going to bow down to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I'm, I'm very sure of it because see, unlike what popular belief likes to think, before all of this, God existed. No one created God. God already existed. He always was. He always will be. He is the cause. The scientists do run after him to figure out how did this world come to be? Why is there global uh, causes that's coming towards ruining the world? Why is it asteroids coming? You know, why is, you know, all these things happening in the world? Why, why, why? They're all chasing after God. And see, in order to get to God, it's only one way. You have to go through Jesus Christ. You can't go through Muhammad. You can't go through Buddha. You can't go to Krishna. You can't go through any of these people to get to God. You can't go through any of these false idols to get to Christ. If you have to go through Jesus Christ of Nazareth, there is only one way, and that is through Jesus Christ of Nazareth, in order to get to God, to redeem your soul, to redeem that spirit that is breathing inside of you, that breath, that spirit, one day is going to leave this mortal, look at this tent that we have, it fails us every day, literally fails us every day, tomorrow's not promised, come to Jesus, he will come to you. Give him your burdens. What he gives in return is way sweeter, way better. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. I wanted to come to you guys today because I wanted to read the word of God. 
Praise the Lord. Follow me in Romans chapter 5. I'm reading from the voice translation. It says, in God's plan to restore a fallen and disfigured world. This is the commentary in the voice translation. Abraham became the father of all of us, the agent of blessing to everyone. Jesus completes what God started centuries before when he established Abraham's covenant family. Those who put faith in Jesus and call him Lord become part of Abraham's faith family because God is gracious, loving, and merciful. Men and women from every corner of the earth are not only declared right, but ultimately are made right as well. It happens through God's actions, not our efforts in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, who was crucified for our misdeeds and raised to repair what has been wrong all along. So the promises of God made long years ago are being realized in men and women who hear the call of faith and answer yes to it. My sister, my brother, my neighbor, are you going to answer yes? Because God is calling us. He's calling us out of darkness to the marvelous light. If you're a backslider, the word of God can heal you. Amen. All it takes is for you to repent of your sins. Repenting is not just saying sorry. If, if you step on my foot and you say sorry and you keep stepping on it, I'm going to think you playing with me. You feel what I'm saying? Can you understand what I'm trying to tell you? But if you stop stepping on my foot and be like, you know what? Hey, I really apologize about stepping on your foot, Joy. Then I, I'll believe you because I'm like, okay, he stopped the, the, <laughs> the stepping on my foot. You know, that's like if you pinching me. I'm sorry for pinching you, but you're steady pinching me. You know what I mean? Or you pinch me and then you say sorry and then you turn around and then you start slapping me. Am I going to take you serious? Just think about it. But it's the difference if you are sorry for it and you like, you know what? I need to find out ways that can make it, that I can do stuff better. I need to find out a way where I'm not pinching you or where I'm not slapping you. How about I decide to, you know, do this or do that. And as long as it's not pinching me or slapping me, huh, by all means, okay? As long as it's going to get you on the right track, amen? By all means, I would believe that you are really sincere, that you're doing better, that you have now taken, <laughs> taken anger management classes and you have now learned why it's not you know, great to slap people or pinch them. Then you to go and just say, okay, I'm sorry. And then you stop slapping me and pinching me. And then you just give up all the way. Because that's what a lot of people do. So some people say, okay, when they, when they repent. Now, mind you, I'm talking about repentance. When you repent to God, because he's the only one that can forgive you for all unrighteousness, all your sins. In Jesus Christ and Nazareth's name. God can forgive you. He's faithful and just. Amen. Repenting is like saying, hey, listen, I messed up. This is what I did wrong. 
to the father of all spirits. I, I, I made I made mistakes, Lord. Please forgive me in Jesus' name. I believe in the word of God teaches that God forgives you because he is merciful. He's loving. I'm telling you, God is more. We don't really know what love is. <laughs> I've got to listen. My hands is in the air right now. If you guys can see me, we do not know what real love is. We know what infatuation is. We think we know what love is, but God is really love. Jesus laid his life down for us. He didn't have to. Come on now. He is the word of God. He is the living word. If you read the Bible, then you was inside of the word of God, which is Jesus. It's God. It is. <laughs> Period. That's why people don't understand the word of God because you have to, his spirit has to be in you and you and his spirit and even in, in any order for you to even receive him. I've had atheists tell me, oh, I read the Bible these many times and I read it from front to back and back to front and middle to... Listen, you can read the Bible, but if his spirit is not in you, then how can you understand it? Ugh, come on. That's just like, if I, if I write, just say if I write a book and it's all in Spanish, right and i ask you girl how was that book and you don't know a lick of spanish what you gonna you don't have that that knowledge in you to be able to interpret it but hey if you had an interpreter amen to tell you in your own language what it's saying that's just like how god uses the pastors or how god uses his messengers in jesus name if you had an interpreter to be able to interpret those words, come on now, what thus said the Lord, that is coming to you clean and fresh. It has nothing to do with, with, with the money or, uh, I'm not trying to get none of that from you. I just want you to open your ears and ask God to help you to break the stony heart. To open up all that and make your heart a heart of flesh. Amen. To believe in God because God is everything. He's greater than whatever your, your greatest thing could be in your life. If you think that that's great, wait till you meet Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Because the Lord of hosts, he can open you up. And cleanse you, make you feel renewed, make your life meaningful, more than money, more than affection that you think, more than being famous. Come on. So many people's wrapped up in so many things. It's, it's just, it's chaos. And you know what's crazy? Like, as a human, you think you're going to live forever. As long as you wake up in the morning, in your mind, like you go on without your, you know, about your day and you just do whatever you do, whatever. And sometimes we can get so vain and think that we can live forever until someone in our family dies or to someone in our life, you know, something happens that makes us go into reality again. Because God put that in our DNA, Really, he literally put that inside of our being. You know, when we was in our mother's womb being shaped into iniquity, you know, God had already put that inside of our 
spiritual balance, I would say, that, you know, we have the understanding that this is on a natural sense that we feel like we are meant to last forever. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's crazy, but it's true. And then some people say, oh, you know, oh, well, even, even before I got saved, I knew that, you know, this was going to happen. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but at one point in your life, everybody, I believe, felt that because Adam and Eve, before they did what they did, before Eve was deceived and Adam was disobedient, they were meant to last forever. And that, and, and the being that God created them in was meant to last forever. However, when sin crept in, when Eve was deceived and Adam disobeyed God, amen, when that happened, then our body, this human tent, this human outfit had to be destroyed. And without Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we literally will perish. It's no other way. I've seen so many different videos during the the holiday, you know, talking about, hey, is there many ways, honey, is no other way except you go through Jesus Christ of Nazareth if you want to be reconciled with God. You see the Muslim Bible the Quran, they teach that Jesus was just a prophet, you know, and they, and they say, oh, you know, some of them say they don't know what happened to him, you know, and some of them mention, oh yeah, they said that he, listen, before hundreds and hundreds of years before the Quran was written, the Holy Bible was written before Nimrod and Sar what's her name? Saramis. Semiramis and, and all of these, you know, that, that was Nimrod's uh baby mama and his mama. What? <laughs> yeah, you guys have to study history, but it's true. Before Kush, all before all of that stuff, God was here. He always was, he always will be. Before before Noah, before Abraham, come on now. Before Adam and Eve, God, the I am that I am in Jesus name was always here. So we need to understand that the enemy can't always, you know, throw stuff to try to distract us and say, well, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? Listen, since the beginning of the time, since Adam and Eve, even, even let me go even a little bit before Adam and Eve, come on now. Because God seen the, the work that the enemy got together. This is the devil. When he was in heaven, he rebelled against God. And God kicked him out of heaven. In a third of, in a third of angels, the angels that follow him, that was basically uh, leaving their first state. That God created them for. God created the angels to worship him. You know, to do his bid. And you see, the devil has always been rebellious. He literally is rebellion. Evil. And he'll have us to think something. Just like he had Eve to think that if she was to eat that, that she could be like God. 
Come on, man. This has been the trick. It's been a trick. Even right now, you got people, oh, the laws of attraction, this and that. Come on, man. Are you are you care are, are you are you kidding me? Or are you curious to try to be like God? You'll never be like. You'll never be God. All of us have that rebellious nature in us that we want to control our own destiny. I had one sister tell me, actually, she she's not a sister in Christ. She used to be. Like I said, I mentioned this before in one of my podcast episodes. So she told me, you know, she's on a different mission now. So she has left what God has opened her eyes to be and to love him and do all of that. She has left. She, she had left that. She left it. And she said she decided to become open up her third eye and I don't know if she decided to be a witch or be a psychic or I don't know but most of all I felt for her soul you know what I mean and I've heard so many stories since I became a believer about pastors who don't even believe in God no more they have given up, but they don't want to let go of that church house because that's the way that they make their money to pay their bills. And y'all don't believe in the word of God? Come on now. Y'all don't believe in the word of God when the word of God says, when, when these people say, well, I prophesize in your name, you know, I laid hands on the sick and they was healed. And, you know, and when Jesus say to them, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. You see what I mean? Why Why is that? It's because of what's happening. You got people that acting like they saved or acting like they're Christians, but they don't even want God. They don't even, under, and it's like, and how can you not want him when he's so good? He's more gooder than anything in the entire world. I'm telling you, crack, cocaine, I'll, I'll even keep it real. Nothing, nothing can compete with Jesus. 